everybody, it's SBO Perspectives, again, for another weekly podcast, bringing you the latest, whether it's in school business, whether it's face-to-face with some of the most renowned SBOs or just topics. I'm here, Jack Mitchell, along with John Bracato. And again, another action-packed episode awaits. Yeah, we're really excited about today as we are with all of our podcasts. Today is a little different than what we've had in the past. We have actually two guest speakers, both ASBO chapter presidents. And what we're focusing on is really what it means to get involved, what it means to lead your local chapter. And we have some really great perspectives from two of our fellow esteemed business officials. So with that, uh, we'll get right into it. Today in the podcast, we have Christine Youngberg. She's the School of Business Official at Holland Central School District and also the Western New York ASBO chapter president. And for the first time, we have two people on the podcast. Second, we have Marie Donnelly, Assistant Superintendent for Business at the Hewlett Woodmere Public Schools and also the Nassau ASBO chapter president. Welcome both Marie and Christine. How are you guys? Great. Great. Thank you. How you guys doing? Good. Glad to be here. We love to have everyone on, and this is great. You know, this is a little bit different spin here for SBO Perspectives, but just talk to us. Like, how's it going? Like, I know now you're chapter president. Is this like, what's happening? It's been crazy. It's been, you know, summers for business officials and the business office in general are always very, very busy. And I think this year with the added Gatsby 84 that you all spoke about with Marianne Van Dyne last week, they added another wrinkle into our summer. But also trying to plan with our board to uh, move forward for next year's meeting schedule has been tough too. Do we meet in person? Do we meet on Zoom? Kind of conversations happening. So it's been a chaotic summer. So at Western New York, we had our planning meeting. So we have all our topics, our presenters. And I went to the place where we normally would have our meetings, the Millennium. They are not doing lunch meetings. They don't have staff because of COVID. So I had to find a new venue. Oh, no. I love the Millennium when I was back in Western New York. It was such a great spot. Well, it's so convenient. It's right off the throughway. So, you know, it's convenient for all the districts to get to. So nicer had the boundary. (laughs) So I got in contact with them and I'm hoping to sign a contract with them because I don't want to, I don't want to book some, some dates at the foundry and then go to millennium because people will drive to the wrong place. I would rather keep right. it consistent for the yeah. year. Okay. Um, Great. So yeah, it's been challenging. Of course. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into some of that. So now just, you know, for all SBOs out there, some are involved in chapters, some are not. I mean, we hope that we all you know, get folks in or not, but just taking a step back, what made you both, I guess, initially want to be part of your ASPO chapter and then subsequently joining the chapter's governing board? Okay, I'll start. So I probably have a different experience than Marie. Okay. John was treasurer. John and I were in the same district. I was working in our HR. John was the school business official. But I was a member of ASBO. I had my SDBL and would attend the monthly meetings when I, I had to pinch it for John a couple of times when he couldn't. Appreciate make, so that. I, I, <laughs> so I would. Not like uh, pinch hidden. That's good stuff, right? <laughs> get people in and, and collect the money for the lunches and, and things like that. So that's how I got started. But honestly, I think everyone should join just the relationships, the networking, even with other business officials, the vendors, the topics, you've learned so much. I have reached out to 
some of the more senior business officials when I had an issue or, you know, needed some advice on something. So I, I, I was glad I to pinch hit for John and then <laughs> get involved. I like yeah, that, John, pinch hit, you know? Yeah, Christine, that's a great point. I think getting involved, at least in your local chapter, for me was really the entry point into kind of getting to know everyone because that was my first business official job. So I didn't really know anybody in the field or in the area, but having the opportunity to get together once a month as Western New York does, it was really nice to not only get to know my fellow colleagues, but the vendors as well, because you see a lot of the same faces kind of in, in the arena. So that, that, that's a great point. And so Marie, I know you're down here in Nassau with me. What, what do you feel in your sense got you rolling into, into the chapters? I'll be honest with you, I never even thought about it until one day I got a call from Dr. Loper, who was in my, the person I ran our pod meetings. Mm-hmm. And he said, we have a space on the board and we need someone to fill it. And would you consider doing it? So went through the nice. conversation with him about how, what does this entail? What's the time commitment? I was fairly new in my district at the time and so joined, you know, so it's, I, I share Christine's belief too. It's a great organization. It was a great thing for me to meet more vendors, to, you know, get in touch with my colleagues more and and build networks with folks so that when I have a problem and I say, oh gosh, I've never seen this before, I have a network of people I can reach out to now and say help, you know, and that that for me has been probably one of the best, you know, results of being on the board, but even just being a member of the chapter in general. Yeah, it's a a great opportunity to get involved and, you know, you both have been involved in your local chapter for some years now, so maybe Christine, you can kick us off. What changes have you seen in your chapter over the past several years? I mean, I know we've gone through a lot of changes as school business officials in, in the seats, but have you in your chapter gone through any changes? Well, we did when someone had, you know, left, and so I had to fill two roles, and now then the person after me had to fill two roles you know by- when you say someone who left are you talking about somebody on this podcast oh no it, it was after oh. I was thinking okay, John good. used to be in the west in New York I'm like well maybe do that before me and I know I know I'm like Christine's really laying on the guilt this morning but honestly it the secretary and the treasurer do do a lot of work for the chapter um, so it's good to have very organized people. We, we send all of our documents through Google Docs. So everybody's getting this, you know, the same information. Everybody can update it and see the changes. I don't think there's other than that, been like any organizational changes. Now I we're think- back to having a full slate of officers finally. Okay. So, I- but it was a couple years where I think double duty. No- no, not to cut you off, Christine, but I think the reason why I thought it was question, you know, to go in for this podcast is because, you know, us, John, I being on ASL board, we're pretty much privy to how chapters are across the whole state and they operate differently. Like I know our chapter typically, you know, it's like a lineage. You start off, you know, you're like pretty much, you know, whether treasurer, correspondent, secretary, you're moving up, you know, on up to vice president. But now in Lower Hud, I think they had a, like an election, right, John? You guys had an election where it, it was different. And yeah, we, just, we had a kind of an all call to see who would be interested. And then those that showed interest, there was kind of a ballot. So we did that kind of through Google Forms to do a nomination. But I know in, in Western New York, it's kind of, you know, I think, as you had said, Christina, it was challenging to get a full 
executive board together. And now there is that lineage. You start kind of as the secretary, then move through treasurer, vice president, president. So it's kind of a, a natural progression. But yeah, down here we had a kind of more of a formal election, which, you know, I, I'm happy to report that I was elected to the board. So I'm involved once again, which is great. Very nice. Yeah. So Marie, you, you've been on the NASBO chat for like four years now, right? Or four or five years? This is my fine. fourth. I think it's my fourth year. Yeah. I started as secretary. Uh, and I only had a one-year term because the year I was secretary, we had to shift everybody up because the person who was supposed to be president that year left to become a superintendent. So uh-huh. everybody kind of moved up. And I, I think that's really probably what created the opening for me. But I only got one year as secretary. And I, along with what Christine said, that is one of the largest jobs, most important jobs. And you have mm-hmm. to be a very organized person to be secretary. And I thank God I'm going to do it for a year. But it's to anybody <laughs> that's, that's doing it for two years because it's a lot of work. But then, you know, so on, in and NASA ASBO, you have the membership chair, you have the treasurer and the secretary who are each two-year terms and their two-year terms run opposite. So every other year, one of them is moving up into through the ranks, you know, then would yeah. become the vice president, president-elect, president, past president, et cetera. So it's a little bit different structure. And we've luckily to this date been able to get people to come in and, and want to join in as part of the leadership team and be on the board. I, I realize it's a time commitment, but it's really a great opportunity, I think. So good stuff. Yeah, great stuff. So now moving moving into podcasts here on this episode, what I guess we know we talked earlier on you both about some of the challenges faced in the pandemic, but I guess what other challenges have you faced? Like whether it be it seems like you're alluding to some things now, maybe membership, attendance, or even scheduling chapter meetings. Are those things, and either of you two can answer, still some challenges being faced now? Well, I think when we were living through the pandemic, we did see an uptick in attendance as far as doing the Zoom meetings. Uh, I think people were yeah. able to participate from their offices and not have to do the travel there or back or have to worry about being called away because of an issue going on in district. Uh, so we did see an uptick in attendance. The downside of that is you lose the human contact. So you miss yeah. your colleagues and the vendors and, you know, just being able to get out and get away for, you know, an hour or so from the office and, and be able to just focus and, and talk to people that are of like mindset to you. So now going into the new year, I think, you know, we'd all love to go back to normal, but there's always that lingering what's going to happen. What are the guidelines going to come down? What kind of guidance are we going to get from the state? What are we going to be forced to do as districts and how does that play out? in our meetings with our colleagues. So that's just something we're, we've been talking about, thinking about. We're probably going to be doing meetings in person, but again, we will, might have to reassess during the year, see how things are going. And under normal circumstances, Marie, how often does your chapter meet throughout the year? We generally once a month. Once a month, okay. Yeah. And Christine, well, I know it's pretty similar for, for Western New York. Can you kind of talk us through your experience with the pandemic and what your plans are this year? Right. So last year was all Zoom meetings. This year, we we want to meet in person. Everybody is so sick of Zoom meetings. They miss seeing <laughs> each other. And, you know, so we are planning for in-person meetings if the transmission rate gets too high and we're forced to, you know, do Zoom meetings again. That's the way we'll, we'll have to go. Yeah, I, I echo that. I'm tired of Zoom meetings, too, even though we are <laughs> technically on one right now. But so... <laughs> <laughs> but we're also all across the state too. <laughs> right, right. But no, I, I think those chapter meetings, Marie and, and Christine, you both kind of touched on that. It is important to kind of physically get together and it's just kind of a, 
informal way of talking to your colleagues and not only maybe talking shop, but just getting to kind of unwind a little bit. And Christine, I know that Western New York does a really nice job with bringing presenters together and allowing people to really kind of do a little Q&A in an afternoon on a, on a Friday and, and, you know, really get some some more information. So hopefully we can remain low in transmission and vaccines are up and we can continue in person. So. Yes. Oh, and speaking of Friday, real quick, I must say, Marie, thank you for having that. Uh, it was a survey in NASBO, our chapter. When was the best time to have meetings? And so they just sent it out, I think, early this month or last month. Do we want to shift to Fridays? Because I believe the, the Suffolk ASBO chapter, they, they have their meetings Fridays afternoons, you no know, lunch. It kind of makes it seamless. You do it once a month like that. But NASA ASBO, we've typically had it like in the middle of the week you know, on a, on a Monday, sorry, on, a, on like a morning, you know, where yeah, breakfast Thursday, would happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So looking so, forward to the changes. <laughs> that was something that was very important to us thinking about going back to in-person meetings and, and not wanting to see our attendance plummet to see when the best time was. And, and the board store process really was, you know, thinking Friday afternoons, you know, was hopefully a, a lighter time in the week of a business official and that maybe people would be able to get away because you're, you're already kind of in, you know, planning to end your week. So maybe end your week and go to a meeting with your colleagues and, and do it that way. And that would hopefully keep the attendance level up. So public service announcement to any other chapter presidents, if you're not doing your meetings on Friday afternoons, you got to reevaluate <laughs> because that's obviously the best time. <laughs> so that being said, I mean, the local chapters are beneficial to members across the state. So maybe Christine, can you kick us off with what does the Western New York chapter do to best benefit the members of the chapter? Well, inviting, and you know, we open it up to whenever someone gets a new job, we reach out to them and, and ask them to join. The topics I think are, we hash them out for quite a long time because we want topics that will entice people to attend. So we have some really good ones planned for the coming year. Sponsor? Do, do you sponsor like SPO Leadership Academies or something like that or anything like that in your chapter? let's say, for them to be able to go to SPL Leadership Academy for the year or something like that? No, not the chapter. What we okay. do with the money that we, we give student scholarships at our main meeting. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I, you know, go ahead. I just started that because I know that's something that definitely benefits our members. It benefited me as well as other members in our chapter as well. So I figured it, the same thing was happening up there as well. That's good. So I was sponsored sponsored when I did the leadership academy I was sponsored by I think it was nicer yeah and I think our western chapter will give nominations um, when I was there we did give nominations to to ASBO for the nicer SBO academy leadership so Marie same thing to you what what do you think that NASBO offers most to their membership well, first and foremost, the networking is key. I think we discussed that. When we send out our membership forms at the beginning of the year, if you're a newbie and you're joining for the first time, you can ask for a mentor. So you could get a, somebody to connect with on a more personal level. So you don't want to send a question out on a listserv. You just want to talk to somebody because maybe you feel stupid putting it out there and, and, and you know, being a newbie. You have somebody you can touch base with and, and that's an experience. So I think that's a really great thing too. We, this year, like Jack mentioned our poll recently, we asked the members this year, what do you want to see? Because, you know, we kind of do the same things each year, the same speakers, same topics, which are really great because there's always something new to talk about, but want to get the pulse on the, the membership to see what else do they want to know about? One of the things that came up in our survey this year 
was folks want to see the Civil Service Commission come in and speak to us. So I've already reached out and I have the executive director very willing to send somebody in, just have to give her some feedback on the topic. So I think that'll be something good for us um, as a group to see somebody new and get a different perspective on that. Maybe two years ago, we uh, collaborated with the School Buildings and Grounds Association and did a training outside of our regular meeting. I worked with Jim Seda over in Lindbergh. He was the facilities director. He was the president at the time of this, you know, NASA. School Buildings and Grounds Association, and we put together a, a training with architects and attorneys on understanding capital construction projects. And I got, uh, you know, a lot of great feedback, and that people were happy to see that. So I'm hoping post COVID we can go back to doing those types of things as well, because I think it was very helpful. It was something that couldn't be, you know, really conducted during a regular meeting. We needed a little more time for that, but we were able to do it, and it was really well attended. So that I think those are huge, you know, goals and, and benefits of you know being part of the leadership and and just a member in general, any well. That's great. That's great. You know, Marie shaking it up this year, new topics, new meeting times. <laughs> Can't yeah. wait to see what's next. <laughs> I love it. Do either of you foresee any change or any new initiatives in the future to kind of better support your chapter memberships and what you can do more as a local organization to better support your members? I think for me, uh, especially being new this year as the president, I wanted to hear from the people, you know, like I don't, like I said before, I don't want to keep doing the same things over and over again if it's not beneficial. And I think as members of the organization, we all have or should have a voice in how we move forward. You know, if somebody has a concern about, you know, being part of the organization or they want to get involved to, you know, what type of trainings we're doing, where are we holding meetings, when we're holding meetings that, you know, I, I think, you know, doing the best for the group as a whole so that we all benefit and which ultimately benefits our school districts. Awesome. Again, the topics are, are key to bring people to come in. So a couple of the new ones that we've added, like we wanted an update on the Child Victim Act cases, because that's a lot of the districts are, you know, have that as an issue. And we want to hear from, so we're actually having an insurance agency and an attorneys speak on that, you know, because we haven't heard much about this Child Victim Act fund there? How much is it funded for? How many cases are there now? OSC is doing their in-person audits again. So um, we're going to have a topic on that. I know I have them in right now. (laughs) Oh, congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) When we had our chapter meeting and then Jamie sent an email, she goes, I just got my letter. I blame it on you. (laughs) 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 Just talked about it. So they're, they're, they're getting out and about again. 5G is another one, you know, getting your district mm. up on 5G. So we really have some different topics this year, but they're, you know, it's what what people are interested in hearing. So I, I think our attendance, one, one of the challenges we found before too was paying for a minimum. So when you schedule your events, like at the Millennium or, or whatever, there are certain places that have a, a minimum. So if you don't have like 40 or 50 people, you're paying for those lunches. So you really want to, you know, have topics that people are going to come for. Yeah, right. That's, that's a great point. Yeah. Nice. You know, what I was going to say is that it's interesting how I remember we were talking about SPL Leadership Academy that you, John and myself, Christine, we, we met actually at the SPL Leadership Academy like six years ago. So it's yeah. unreal to see how we all come full circle. But having said that, I always like to wrap up each, um, well, we like to wrap up with this uh, 
question. And actually, before I do ask the question, there's something that just popped into my mind about the chapters it wasn't mentioned. When it comes to like benevolently and, and things are given back, I know that in Nassau, we've had like food drives, you know, clothing drives. Like we, we find, you know, different organizations which is sponsored, you know, good causes. And I think that that's also, I just want to add that it's also really good, feel good stuff, I should say to give back to community. And I was just wondering if you guys also did that up in the Western New York area, if like there were any kind of like maybe golf outing event or any kind of fundraiser you've done to give back. So we do a golf tournament. That is our last meeting in June and it's very well attended and all the, the vendors are phenomenal. The prizes that they donate are incredible, but all, ever, all the, the money raised from that golf tournament plus, you know, extra money from the monthly meetings are for student scholarships. Okay. So that's how we give back. We give back okay. to the kids. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great. And how, how oh. many scholarships are you giving out now, Christine? I think last year it was five. Wow. There was, we had our nicer rep pass away. I don't know if you knew that, John. Greg, Greg Hawk. Greg, Greg, yeah. And so Jamie chose to have her scholars, the three scholarships for the, for the Greg taught golf at Lancaster. Yeah, that's so nice. The golf guy. The students on the golf team. Oh. The, pres- the president. So Ruby would have had one last year for a student at her school this year. I'll get to pick a student in my. So I think three or four, I mean, four or five. Okay. Yeah. But that, that's a great way to honor Greg Hawk. He was really involved. Oh, um, yeah. As a part of NICER statewide yeah. and definitely involved in the Western New York region. Oh, yeah. And you know, he was a big time golfer i didn't find this out to i went to a nicer summer they had a summer symposium one year in saratoga really great and had a conversation with him and while he was big on school and golf and things like that so definitely rest in peace remember to him but um just getting back to the i guess the final question is there anything that either of you christine or marie you know advice to any aspiring sbo or anybody in a seat right now as we always like to ask our guests who come on their perspective of that well, I will say, I think getting involved for me has been great. It, it was not something I thought of doing initially. And again, I was asked to be on the board, but it's given me a different perspective on, you know, what we do and why we do. And also given me an opportunity to really get to know a lot more of our colleagues in this role, both, you know, the folks on the executive board with me through the years that I've been on the board, but also other colleagues and even vendors that I've gotten to meet at meetings, you know, the the leadership role in the group has helped with that. I think it's really important for us to move forward. You know, as far I've met a number of people over the years that I still will reach out to when something's going on here. We have WinCap. I have a friend who's got a WinCap district. Mm-hmm. Something we're facing here, I'll say, let's pull this person and get them involved and help see what their perspective on this is. Helped mm-hmm. us resolve problems and things over the years. So just being involved and just yes. also not being afraid to ask. You know, we all mm-hmm. work together. We're all here to support each other. And and, and that's, you know, I, I tell that to people that are coming up through the ranks, you know, mm-hmm. when I can help you with something is the way somebody helped me years ago in my process. So yes. it's giving back. So that's, right. I think it's important. Very nice. I think one of the most important things to do is to reach out to new members, get them to join and invite them and actually sit with them at the first lunch, introduce them to people. Because when you're first starting out, you're you're overwhelmed. You may be a little shy. You don't know any. 
anybody, you know, unless you've been maybe a treasurer at that district and you've gone to some of the, you know, events you've joined, but there's, you know, this is going to be very important going forward, be, given how many people are going to retire in the next, any one of them, in the next few years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing that already downstate in Westchester, and it's just kind of a game of musical chairs. There's so many vacancies opening up. Right, here too. So it's to reach out to those younger people and, you know, nice. let them know you're there for them, get, yeah. get them involved. And That's yeah. a very nice touch, Christine. Yeah. I love that. I like support that. your fellow business official, right? That's right. Yeah. That's oh, speaking of support, I got to plug in today is our cornhole tournament, by the way. <laughs> So support Nassau, Nassau Asbo is going against Suffolk Asbo and Nassau won the crown two years ago. Last year, obviously it was COVID and we're going to bring it back home this year. All right. That's all I want to say. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like a blast, yeah. but, but it's been great thank, ladies. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, John and I, we pleasure to have you on here to our podcast episode. And we know our listeners will get so much out of this. So we really thank you both. Yeah, thank you both for your time today. Thank you again to our guests, Christine Youngberg and Marie Donnelly. We had a great conversation, what it means to really give back to your membership and what it means to lead a local chapter. Because, you know, obviously Jack and I are really involved in in ASBO and really want to get a better understanding of what each chapter around the state is doing. So we're, we're looking forward to our next upcoming podcast. We have a couple coming up that we have scheduled, yes. you know, with, with, yeah, with the uh, opening of schools upon us, we have a superintendent coming up and really giving their perspective on what it means to reopen schools under what we thought was going to be a little bit more normal, but not really sure as it still is changing from day to day. So, yeah. So listen, stay tuned as you have every week. We always bring the latest uh, and the greatest. And so as your perspective, sign off. We'll see you next week. Thanks everyone. Yeah.